Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Inside Sources, the extended edition. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you here on KSL uh, all the way till 3 o'clock today when we will pass the microphone off to Jeff Kaplan, who will get you home safe and smart on a Tuesday. And uh, if you're just uh, cruising around or just tuning in, I want to know what's on your mind today. So shoot us a text on the uh, Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Again, 57500, only when it's safe, because safety first, that's the rule. And I want to get into a little bit of this uh, battle that is brewing between many of the political candidates and the press. Uh, For several years now, we've uh, reported on and many people have uh, written about the ongoing battle between President Trump and the press. Uh, But this week and the last few weeks in particular, the uh, the battle lines have shifted and we have some very interesting allies and alliances being formed uh, between the left and the right against the press. And most of uh, most of us who've been paying attention to the uh, 2020 Democratic presidential candidates know that Bernie Sanders spends a lot of his time railing on President Trump. But we have found the one issue, the one area where Bernie Sanders and President Trump are absolutely in lockstep. And it just happens to be about the press. Here's what Bernie Sanders had to say. Anybody here know how much Amazon paid in taxes last year? And I talk about that all of the time. And then I wonder why the Washington Post, which is owned by Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon, doesn't write particularly good articles about me. I don't know why. All right. So that's Bernie Sanders. Uh, He went on to say that it's just impossible It's impossible for the Washington Post or the New York Times to fairly cover his candidacy because of who their owners are. Now, this is uh, this is an old argument. Uh, I don't know very many political campaigns who don't at some point during the process have to have a major whining session about the press. Not fair. Usually it's about the time when when polling comes out. And the easiest thing for a candidate to do is to say, well, the polling's not right because 
the uh, run people running the poll are biased. They're against me. They don't like me. Uh, but I found it just interesting. Obviously, Bernie Sanders uh, goes after big government, big cor- doesn't go against big government, goes against big corporations uh, in particular and wealthy people specifically all the time. But now he's now he's changing it a little bit. Now he's saying he, he's getting into the uh, didn't quite use the term fake news, but uh, really flirted with it, really flirted with it. Joe Biden has done the same thing uh, and said, you know, he's just not getting a fair shake. He wishes that the press would cover his policies and not his gaffes or that they would cover his policies with with as much gusto as they cover his gaffes. Uh, I'll come back to, to Joe Biden in a minute. But Bernie Sanders is is really starting to flirt with that line in terms of really saying uh, and undermining the credibility of of the free press. Uh, and that's where I have a problem. Uh, are, are there members of the media uh, who cross the line between opinion and fact and, and blur that line regularly? For sure. For sure. Uh, are there spaces where you know you're maybe you're just getting one side of the story? Yeah, but as long as you know that, uh, that's okay. It's where the lines are blurred that we really get into trouble. Uh, many of you will recall uh, last year when the, the president really went after the press and then the press retaliated. Uh, remember, there was uh, there were I think there were about 300, maybe a little over 300 news organizations that united on the same day and wrote editorials decrying the president's war against the press. And some in the news media sadly put themselves in the middle of that news rather than just covering the news. And and I remember this discussion in, in our newsroom. Uh, as an independent news organization, the, the Deseret News chose not to join with all of the others, the other 300-plus news organizations, uh, in protesting against the president. But we didn't want our, our silence to be misconstrued in any way, shape, or form. And so we did something a little bit different. We decided that for our editorial for that day, rather than just writing a protest against the president and and all of that, uh, we did something a little different. We chose instead to run the First Amendment to the Constitution. And I think for the first time in the history of the Deseret News, we wrote a one-word editorial. So after the First Amendment to the Constitution, we simply wrote ditto. And that was our editorial. Because it was a simple lesson that the the First Amendment does not lo- belong to the president. The First Amendment does not belong to Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden. Nor does the First Amendment belong to members of the press. The First Amendment belongs to the people. And that's an important principle for all of us to remember is that the First Amendment belongs to the people, not not to a president, not to any political figure, whether they're running for president or not. It doesn't belong to any member of the press or the press as a whole. The First Amendment belongs to the people, we the people. That's who it's for. And that's what we have to remember. And so I think Bernie Sanders, as I said before, is is really flirting with it to just because he doesn't like what the Washington Post is or isn't writing about him, 
or what the New York Times is or is not writing about him. Uh, he's he's got to be careful. Former Vice President Joe Biden is is getting in the same boat. It's getting under his skin a little bit. A lot of the uh, media are are spending a lot of coverage, too much coverage. I don't know. You, you can debate that on uh, some of the former vice president's gaffes over the last little while. And while uh, the former vice president has been pretty Teflon when it comes to gaffes over his career, uh, those over the weekend, I think, uh, stuck a little bit. Uh, maybe maybe burned on cheese on that Teflon Uh because they they made him look old and out of step and slow and just disconnected. Uh, And so he's going to have a challenge with that, but he can't blame that on the press. He can only blame that on himself. And so, again, I think it's important that whether it's President Trump, Bernie Sanders, or Joe Biden, whoever thought we would have those three on the same team (laughs) fighting against the press, uh, remember, it's the it's the we the people. It's we the people that own the First Amendment. And and while there have always been challenges, I mean, Thomas Jefferson had his struggles with the press all the time, but he still knew that in the end, it was the free press that was going to keep everything transparent, keep politicians honest, and move the country forward. And so we just all have to remember that The First Amendment doesn't belong to any political party or any politician on either side of the aisle or anywhere in between. It does not belong to the press, mainstream, left wing, right wing, however you want to slice and dice it. The First Amendment belongs to we the people. We need to remember that and we need to expect more. All right. Time to step aside. When we come back, we'll do a quick uh, election watch. It's primary election day here in the state of Utah. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.